0: You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SFM. It is 26 minutes after 3 o'clock. In conversation next with Musam Dung, who is a political analyst and PhD candidate based at the University of Dundee in Scotland. So yesterday, the United Kingdom and the European Union signed a new agreement that will allow goods to enter Northern Ireland freely from other parts of the UK. The agreement comes more than six years after British voters chose to leave the EU but why has it taken so long to be finalized to help us understand the post-Brexit trading arrangement for Northern Ireland? we joined on the line by Musam dunga Musa, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What's the significance of the so-called Windsor framework?
1: Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, the Windsor framework is, you know, quite a consequential agreement that um, you know Rishi Sunak has managed to 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 get an agreement with the EU and fundamentally what it does is protect the union of great britain and northern ireland by ensuring once again that the people of northern ireland and businesses in northern ireland can continue to trade with the rest of the union we know that under the northern Ireland protocol that unfortunately was unable to happen given that part of that agreement was that a border check be created in the irish sea to avoid what would have Uh, what would have obviously happened if there was a land border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. We know historically that there has been great contestation in that, in that area with unionists, um, very much against any sort of any, any, any sort of an agreement that removes or threatens the, the unity of Northern Ireland to the rest of Great Britain. Mm -hmm. But secondly, for those who support uh, a closer union with the Republic of Ireland, um, this particular agreement at uh, the Northern Ireland Protocol was good for them because essentially it supported the separatist movement in Northern Ireland. And so unfortunately, um, where Great Britain finds itself today is where Brexit has really presented for it fundamental challenges to the structure of the British economy. We know that this year, for example, that you know the UK is expected to do far worse than even the Russian economy. Mm-hmm. And you know part of of the reason is essentially is the impact that Brexit has had on, on on the economy. Now Rishi Sunak has managed to achieve this, but you know, it's not the end you know, the leaders of the Democratic Unionist Party are yet to read through uh, the Windsor, you know, framework, and are yet to give a comment on whether they will support it. And in supporting Mm. it, whether they will again agree to be part of the power sharing that needs to happen in Northern Ireland, which hasn't had, in fact, a government um, since last year. And so there are political ramifications of of this deal in terms of Northern Ireland. But for Rishi Sunak, there are also political ramifications for his power and his ability to consolidate his base within the Conservative Party ahead of that all-important election that is likely to happen next year.
0: And just a quick final one. Why is it that some Northern Irish politicians believe that the new trade border in the Irish Sea undermines Northern Ireland's place in in the UK? How so?
1: because fundamentally what would have ha- what has been happening is that goods travelling from the, the from from Great Britain to Northern Ireland would be subject to export certification as well as consumer parcels for example and not only that even things such as medication um, to be passed through to, to Northern Ireland would need the approval of the European Medical Council. And so, of course, this, this then meant that Northern Ireland were facing different rules to the rest of the United Kingdom, including on issues such as VET, for example, and excise duties, for example. And because of this, there was, there was a feeling and a sentiment that this undermined the spirit of the Good Friday Agreement, which we know is this is the 25th year anniversary of that particular agreement. So fundamentally, what Richard Sunak has managed to do is protect the, the the Good Friday Agreement while accepting that at least three percent of the rules um, of of the EU would continue to apply. But also, moreover, beyond that is the issue of the role of the European Court of Justice. And because of the Stormont Break, which is a which is a which is a an agreement between both sides that any future rules that would have in, that would have been subject to Northern Ireland would be subject to a veto by the British government, allowing it again to retake sovereignty and ensuring that the European Court of Justice no longer has a jurisdiction over such matters. So this is a consequential moment, but the job is not yet done for Rishi Sunak.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Musam Dung, a political analyst and PhD candidate based at the University of Dundee, joining us from Scotland. It's a minute after half past three, time for the news headlines.